Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host Tony with Damn Nick. 2021, okay? Okay, 2021. Alright, so it's Damn It, Nick. No, it's Nick's, okay? No, no. It's Nick's. Damn Nick. It's Nick's, alright? That is my legal name. You need to use my legal name. Alright, Nick. Nick's. Gregorio. Nick's. 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 No, I like Nick. I'm going to call you Damn Nick. Nick's. Damn Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So 2021, bro, we survived. We survived 2020. I heard a joke about that Mm -hmm. when we're going to like 2021. Mm-hmm. Like people are not gonna realize it's like 2020, then 2020 part one, 2020 part two. So it's like 2022. So, wait, so here's an inside joke for anybody who's watched this. 2021, I f- like the way I walked into 2021. I felt like the ending of Alice in Borderlands, the TV show on Netflix. So if you watch that, you ex- you know exactly how I feel. <laughs> like. Trust me, Tony, I know you're, you're like, catching up on it, but watch. When you finish watching it, you're, like, that's the way I felt going into 2021. Like, you'll, you'll see. <laughs> it's an interesting it's an interesting take on it, but. All right. So, yeah. I'm, I'm ready in, for I'm it. I'm interested to find out what happens, though. So. I'm just interested in this year, like, because th- this is synopsis. Either it's going to be the daylight coming out of the darkness, yeah. or it's just going to be a deeper hole. I know. We'll find out. But uh, we do have some things coming out soon, some merch. We're going to start streaming, not uh, streaming, mm. or doing video more. Oh, so you're going to see our faces in some other on other platforms. So Can you see. use a deep, a deep fake and just kind of like just take, you know, clips of another TV show or movie and put my face on it? No. No, please. No. <laughs> no. Not going to happen. You can take any scene from Coming to America. I'll be fine with that. No. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. But how was your Christmas, your holiday season, holiday week and a half? It was cool. I mean, it wasn't like I did or planned anything big. I pretty much spent it with the same people, I'll kind of always spend it with. Yeah. But I was happy with it. Yeah. I didn't really want to do anything big. I uh, I was off the whole time, so I stayed my wife's family, brother, my brother-in-law, and her. Mother, my mother-in-law came down from Jersey, mm-hmm. so they have an Airbnb close to you. Yeah, so which is fun. So we just stayed in, indoors the whole time, <laughs> nothing else. Like we literally how I spend all my time. Yeah, no, but this is like more than often because you know how like I usually I would normally uh, go out somewhere or yeah. go out to eat. Nope, I just stayed in. All well, this is the difference between this is probably if I lived in in an apartment again, um, I think I would feel the same way. Like if I lived in New York. I can imagine. I really cannot imagine how bad it must be for all this going on in New York right now, because I could not spend ten minutes. And, and mind you, I don't leave my house right now, and I'm loving it. But in New York, I can never spend more than like a couple of hours sitting in my sitting in my house. Yeah, and freak out. I need to like do something. Do something. Yeah. Talking about New York, two huh. things. One, did you see the the New Year's uh, New Year's Eve uh, New York in Times Square? I really thought I would have planned that better. But I saw it, yeah. It was bad. It was just so weird because it's like they could have done so much other stuff. Like I told somebody they should have just done the the dome, the bubble, the the NFC, the the UFC bubble. Not UFC, yeah. um uh the basketball. The go. 
You got it. You got it. NBA bubble. Sorry. Yeah. Or something. Something like that where it's just like, it's just weird the way they did it because it feels like. They had those those inflatable men just wheeling around. Yeah. Pretending to be the crowd. And you, then the people that they did have there, they yeah. had them like six feet apart, but only like two in a square. Yeah. They only had like two people in each square. And they were just couples. Yeah. You know what they should have done? They should have done. Um, there was a TV show back in the day. I think it was called like Celebrity Tic-Tac-Toe. Where they used this huge board and people used to be sitting like a, yeah. on, on a tic tac board. They could have just had that all the way down the street. So they could have had a bunch of people in each, like all the, like maybe five, six feet up. And then just had them all the way down the street. So that way you can literally have all these people nowhere near each other or nowhere like that could hurt each other. But I just, the way they did it was just so bizarre. Yeah. So it was so weird when I saw, I was like, there's nobody there. And I was like, I know it's going to be because of the, sh- the lockdown that they're, they're going through and social distancing. But I was like, I would think they would have more procedures to have a little pe- a little bit more people there to, to at least cover the seats. But or even do streaming, like live stream people just like if anything, like, bro- is Broadway the most known for all the most screens ever? They literally could have done the biggest, you know, stream bubbled. Yeah. yeah. People could just log in and they'll, they'll do the only the thing is I think they worry about that because it's live. Like people are going to do something dramatic. No, but I think, no, you, because what they could do is if you live streaming mm-hmm. and they'll switch to you, they, they have, they have a controller to just switch you out. I know, but, but I'm saying, but it's live. Right, so it's yeah. Like, it's live, but they'll be like, they'll look at what you're doing or mm-hmm. they'll have a delay. They have like a 10 second delay. They'll have you record and you do nothing or you're just partying. Nothing vulgar, nothing yummy to catch bad uh, something. Oh, so it's always have a 10 second delay on purpose? Yeah. That's why they do it in um, some sports that they have a, no, was it um, concerts? I forgot what what live events, but they have like a slight delay Mm -hmm. just in case if something horrific goes on, they could switch switch to something. There will be so many people just ready to be like, all right, all right, right." 23. Good. Yeah. Oh, they'll probably have it down. But other thing, other than that, yep. in New York mm-hmm. was uh, Regal announced that they're in hopes to reopen um, in March in New York and Los Angeles. That's their hope. And they've been closed since March of last year. They can hope all they want. Like. And it ain't going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. I start thinking it's fun. Like I, I said this before, and it always gets me. It's like people are so ready. Like people fight so hard for normal. And they could, they everybody could thrive so much if they adapt, but nobody wants to. Everybody just wants to go back to normal. And sometimes people don't realize normal is gone. Yeah. Like we can, we can find something that resembles what we used to consider normal, but normal as we used to know it is pretty much gone. That is very true. So, ready, time to adapt. Time, yeah. time for some time for some action. Time for time for some action, right? <laughs> so. But well, so they're just gonna oh, you said just gonna open? Yeah, they're they're in their reviews. They're hoping to op- reopen theaters in New York and Los Angeles in March. They've opened in other places across the country. Yeah, because I mean the world. But, yeah, the world very like few. China. I think China's still like I think it's China. Like their their the theaters are still going like normal because again, I mean, as difficult as we've done it here, I don't think we've done it near, nowhere near as other countries have as far as like restrictions. So they're. Kind of gone past it a little bit. I know. UK is going through another lockdown. Yeah, because they got the new version of it. The, like a second. Here's here's the craziest thing. About what up? It. So, uh, London, UK. 
they have a, this new lockdown and procedure mm-hmm. and process because of the second, like, I guess, second strand mm-hmm. of uh, COVID. But they are allowing production on the Batman movie to continue while the lockdown is going on. There's nobody's on the street. <laughs> I, I think that's what they're thinking. They're going to capitalize on that. <laughs> um, you would think animated, like, somebody goes, hey, listen, we can make the whole movie animated and just have people record from their own houses, like, as far as voices. We could try some stuff. Because that's the future, and I'm surprised nobody, like, but nobody tries. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I remember I told you I wanted to try to do the voice acting thing, but it's, I'm just really surprised that, like, they didn't try to do the animator thing where it's like, or, like, I told you my... The one thing I thought was going to come out of this whole situation was Ready Player One. Yeah, it was so that that's so too much far beyond in the it future. Is. It is, it is commercially. It is. There probably has, there's a variation out there, maybe mm. on on a very like exclusive, exclusive multi million dollar members club only that possibly might have it. But on a commercial level, the way they seemed to, uh-huh. like anybody could do it, no. I don't think it's, it, it, we're not even anywhere close on the commercial level to that. Can you imagine, though? Like, can you, okay, so can you imagine at least this? Okay, so let's not do as far as interactive. So no, no, like, no 3D goggles, whatever. Okay, but let's do, they create a world as big as, say, World of Warcraft, right? But solely for the purpose of doing day-to-day stuff. So... Instead of going to Amazon, you go to a store that's like Amazon. You know, like, oh, for example, so basically imagine Sims. something like... Sims in real life. Sims, yeah. Sims for real stuff. In real yeah. life, yeah. Yeah, real life. So you go to, you know, you wear the goggles and everything. So you can wear... Goggles have to be... is fine. So you just walk around and do it. Like, it, you would be looking at the screen in front of you, but you have the goggles on. So you go watch a movie. You literally have a character that goes and <laughs> sits down in the theater and watches the movie. I'm telling you, it sounds weird, but... It's just as weird as somebody who d- can't go to the action movie theater versus somebody who can watch it from home. I'm just saying, it's like... So what are you going to do? Just experience sitting in a movie theater? Huh? Yeah, the character sits in the movie theater and watch a movie that way. Well, I hope... Uh, I'm just saying, is that I'm surprised we don't we don't have anything even resemble even starting that. I'm talking about... Did you like your your gift? Your your gift card I got you? For I love how you, like, you say that so sinisterly. It was awesome. It was a great gift. It's a gift, huh? It is. So, your boy here got me. <laughs> your boy here. <laughs> it got me an AMC gift card yes. when he knows I promised myself I was never going back to the theater. But he did, he knows I was going to use it. So, what, what what's on the card? How much is on the card, Tony? Did you check? No, you told me how much is on the card. I told you, but doesn't I didn't say was what it was. Well, you told me, so that's uh, I'm expecting that to be true. So I never. You might be no. surprised. I wasn't trying to be surprised. Did you throw it you away? Me. Yep. You did. Yep. Threw it away. You threw away a gift I gave you. No, I threw How away. How cold hearted are you? I, I threw an empty card. Yes. You <laughs> 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 gave me an empty AMC card because you know I would never use it. Uh, you gave me a game that you don't even know about. You just. Saw the name and thought it was perfect, which is called Pandemic. Yeah, how to survive a pandemic, bro? Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was funny. So I thought it was funny. It, it was it was clever gift. Oh, two M. You know, I got more M and M's than I did gifts. Like as far as gifts, like you got me two packets of like well, no, it was two. Well, yeah, yeah, two packs. Two packets of peanut butter M and M's. And uh, John Marianne got me uh, a packet of peanut M&M's. Yeah. 
which I, I and also a pack of Pepsi that was in their back their their garage for like three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we know now. Everybody knows if you want to get Nick anything. No, 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 Nick anything in the is M and M's, Pepsi's or Red Bull. You know what's funny is That's, I swear I think when it comes to like candy, I must go through seasons because at one point when I used to work at a, a Holiday Inn. Yeah. Um, somebody had me a Secret Santa and they gave me a bag full. I am talking about full of Reese's Cups. And I haven't had a Reese's Cups in months. But I was just laughing. It's like at that time I guess that's how much I was eating Reese's Cups. Yeah. That's funny. So <laughs> Yeah, talking about movies. But uh mm-hmm. there was a all right, so there was a rumor out. I want to see your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. So there was it got de- debunked today though. I was sad about it. So we got a debunked rumor. Okay. De- it was rumored, but it got debunked. But I want to see what your thoughts were on, okay. on the rumor. So All the right. rumor was that Michael Keaton was gonna take over the main role as Batman, which during after the Flash, after the the Flash um, um, paradox that's coming out, the Flash movie. I Flash saw point. that article or something. I saw something that said that, which confused me because I understand not like, okay. So I saw another article that said it was for the sole purpose of bringing Batman Beyond. Yeah. But it confused me at first because it didn't say Batman Beyond. It just said that Michael Keaton would be the, the permanent Batman or something. Yeah. Which I guess could work only because you already have a structured Batman. So nobody's going to critique it in a way, right? Yeah. You're not going to critique old Batman the way you would new Batman because everyone's going to critique new Batman. But Batman Beyond, though, that's where the critique would lie. Yeah, because it's it's a whole different. It's Terry McGinnis. It's all these different. It's a very different subplot. So it's possible because there's hardcore fans that know Terry McGinnis and know the details of him more than just the the original cartoon. But and there's gonna be so many new fans that, because if you think about it, everybody knows Batman, Batman. Yeah, because that's I mean, Detective Comics came out fifty years ago, something like that. More yeah, than that. More than that. Um, so nobody nobody knows Batman Beyond like that. No, but, it doesn't. No, that's true. No, when I read it, I was like, I my my thing initial thought when I read it, same as you, I'm like if they go Batman Beyond series, and they keep him as Bruce Wayne Batman, mm-hmm. that'd be amazing. That would be like that would be the the clutch to to keep the DECU if they went that route. If they're going to keep a a permanent Batman in there. In their I universe, w- if they were gonna do that, though, but I need them to do the Joker Batman Beyond movie. That was such, and that could be so dark. Oh yeah, they could be so dark because I, I don't know if you know the story of that one, but that, and actually that ties into a lot of uh, what they were trying to build with the the Batman v Superman. Yeah, as far as the Joker and what he did and stuff like that, that would tie into it a little bit. Um. But yeah, that would be so dark if they did that one. Yeah, but then eventually Michael Keaton made a statement saying that it's not true. So I was kind of sad about it. It it is what it is. But you don't want to. We, we had hope for one day. We had hope. You for don't want to. You don't because technically, if you did that, you would essentially be. And I'm gonna use this as a paraphrase. I think people would understand that you would be Tony Starking it. Yeah, You'd be Iron no, Manning it. Like no, you, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You were basically putting you already uh, before you really got a good like a good Batman movie, you'd be retiring Batman. Yeah, because then he would just be a mentor versus an actual hero. Yeah, so man, that is true. Tony Stark in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, as much as I would like to see that movie, I would love to see it in an alternative universe type thing, but kind of like the way they did Joker. Um, but I don't think they're ready. I don't think it's time to hang up the cowl yet. No, it's not. Actually, I would love to see a version of uh, Raja Ghoul that I ha- I like. Which version? No, I would like to see a version. Of, I have not seen oh, a, a version of Raja Ghoul that I like. Raja like? Ghoul. Raja Ghoul. Yeah, I love Raja Ghoul as a character. I like his worldliness, the, the you know the mortality, the look, you know, the 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 how he stays alive, all these different things. I love that. Actually, I would be a great standalone movie, like the rise of Raja Ghoul. Oh yeah, that would be dope. That would definitely be dope. You wouldn't have to do it modern. It would just be like, wait, maybe you could start modern and maybe have a small like touch on, like Batman or Bruce Wayne yeah. or something like that. But definitely, like when he first started, like his whole origin story. Yeah, or like he anything would be with uh, Wayne Enterprise. What else I'm saying, but like, I would like to see when he first was born, how he came across the liquid, how. He, because, again, maybe he was just like Batman. Maybe he was just a really guy, like a good person who wants to do good things. And you can see how... He just turns evil. Exactly. How his ideology changes a little bit because of time and, and stuff like that. Like, that would be a great, you know, add-on. And then you put a Batman movie later on. Yeah. That, yeah, that is true. Damn, you come in with some good points. <laughs> I know. Shit. I know. Please share this podcast with movie producers throughout <laughs> the whole spectrum. <laughs> Somebody should listen to this. <laughs> yes. All right. So last topic. Oh, mm. two topics. What's last two topics. Okay. So Fortnite developer, mm-hmm. Epic Games, just bought. This is just funny because I just saw this. Just bought out a North Carolina mall for its new headquarters. That's how massive it's going to be. Or that's how cheap, <laughs> that's how Both. bad mall, malls got hit by this whole pandemic. Both. How bad the malls got hit that uh, you, you're able to make a new headquarters. But then it shows how popular Epic Games is with, mm-hmm. with, their, with their anchor game Fortnite that they need to purchase a mall. Or maybe they want to make sure that, that like, they have a uh, headquarters big enough that every one of the employees can do social distancing. That, too. <laughs> Everybody has a, a store. I'm like, I'll take the Reeboks. No, it's like you're, like, you literally, your desk is always six feet apart from everybody else's. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. Also, another purchase was Nintendo acquired uh, Next Level Games. So, mm-hmm. they're the game developers that made, like, Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. They did a few games for their Wii. They did like up to seven titles yeah. on their new console, but they bought them out. So they, I guess, they're gonna start utilizing them to get more games out, which is good because then you know what I mean. They've been they've been with them since GameCube. Mm-hmm. They've done games for them since GameCube. So they have a relationship, and then the owner was like, "I'm happy because to 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 strengthen our relationship with Nintendo. So we're, we're gonna see some new games." I would love to see. So you take Smash Brothers, right? Yeah. Not even Smash Brothers, just Mario, like all the Mario characters, right? But you make the game and the characters look like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like super like realistic and all their fight moves are epic. So like, you know, just literally the most vicious, like, but then like really change the characters. Don't make them look like cartoons anymore. Just like realistic characters and they brutalize each other. 
Honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, fireballs literally burn, you know, something. Like, just soul. make it super gory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. about that game. But still, I would like to see it either way. No, I wouldn't want to. I want to keep it. I want to keep Spanish. You want to keep, you want to keep the innocence of the game? Yeah, I would like to keep the innocence no, of that game. No, no more innocence. Yes. 2021 at this point. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, last. One last thing I just remembered. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you haven't watched, Queen's Gambit <laughs> came out a few months ago. And then... I still Re- haven't watched it. Though. Revolutionized the or revived the love of chess. Yeah. Chess sales that went up. But this also inspired um, this company. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name right now off the back of my head, but top of my head, I'm saying uh, that they are doing oh, a hyped park entertainment that they are doing a Rubik's Cube movie. <laughs> Full feature movie. Why? I do it's not know. It's not necessary. It's, I thought at first I thought it was going to be a documentary mm-hmm. because there's a lot of uh, competition that revolves around uh, Rubik's Cube speed mm-hmm. solving. So they'll they'll time you almost like cup stacking. They do it, mm-hmm. and now I would watch it just for the intrigue of like newcomers going into the tournaments, legends, uh, the people whoever's on top, current champions, and what what revolves around their day to day and what process got them to that point. And I was like, that would have been cool. I'm like, that would be dope to watch. But I was like, no, it's a full feature film movie on Rubik's cube. On the making of it or what? It's in development already. No, the making of the game. No, no, no. The, it's a movie revolving the Rubik's cube. You know, so think Queens Gambit, but with Rubik's cube. Cause okay, so I remember when I was a kid, I used to think that Rubik's cube was like only for geniuses, right? You had to be a genius in order to solve all those things. But then I was like, as I got older, I realized, and not that I could solve it, I'm not here bragging about something like that, but I just realized it's more how to put this patterns. Uh, I guess pattern recognition and combination, like uh, man, uh, like manual, like uh, like intelligence, I guess. But it's not really like intelligence of like it's not a it's not a it's not a, a real like puzzle box because it's not it's not secrets that you couldn't solve it's just pattern recognition to be able to kind of associate things together because you the 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 fix is in the solve is in there it's It's just the mechanics of of like if this is here this is here yeah the mechanics of putting it together but not necessarily like there's any mystery in regards to that so i just there's there's a lot of memory i used to do like i used to have a rubik's cube and i I found like this website that taught you how to solve it Mm -hmm. that to the point i used to be that good that it would do it not fast, like it'll take me three minutes because it'll take me time to remember the process. Yeah. But I'm like, if I would have kept at it, I would probably got faster. And I actually, when we went to the Dolly Museum, I was getting the hang of it again. But I'm like, yeah, it's just like pattern recognition and your your muscle I was thinking, memory. I mean, maybe the first time, but after let's say like two, like you said, after ten times or something like that, it just becomes like you said, pattern recognition. But it's just funny because I, I guess it would be a cool thing to do when it's like you see somebody playing with it. You're like, oh, yeah. And then you go run up to them. You just, da, 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 here you go. Yeah. Like, it just seems like a cool trick to do. So now it's going to be in a movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, what is that one? I never watched it, but this feels like the whole. Um, Pixel? No, no. Pixel at least was trying to be creative with it. But the other one that I actually people told me it was okay. Um, Battleship. Oh, with uh, Rihanna. Rihanna, yes. All right. I feel like that's that's where we're at right now. It's like Candyland and like all these different 
Mousetrap. Yeah. <laughs> it was, all right, so Battleship was a movie that tried to take itself serious. Yeah. But was too over the top that it wasn't. There was trying to be too much of it. Like, if it was campy and jokey and thought the whole time, like, that's what it was. Yeah. I would have been like, cool. But there were so many moments that they took themselves too serious like on the emotional aspect of the characters mm-hmm. and character development that they took away. Like, you're just a board game. You're just thinking battleships. And not even real battleships. Like, alien See, battleships. But, and what's funny about what you said earlier is, like, you said that it was inspired by Queen's Gambit, which I'm like, wait a minute. That makes no sense because Queen's Gambit is about this one individual person. And the landscape happens to be about chess, right? So chess is more like boxing or any other kind of sport. Yeah. You don't really like just make a movie. Oh, this is a this is called a football movie. No, it's about a person doing football. Yeah. You know, whatever. This person achieving football. Or this person in this movie was achieving chess. So I like when you say Rubik's Cube, I'm like, okay. That yeah. seems so weird to like say you're gonna make a movie about it, because it's like, what, there's gonna be that one person who can like solve it faster than the other person and then they struggle and they do the whole uh, um, training montage, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh my god, that, solving, that, that, like, tra- that training montage would be awesome!" I could see it, like, like he just he's solving throw, one he, he throw, with each hand. He's no, like, no, no, he's throwing it across the room because he's mad and just like lands. And you see yeah. him like just falling to the floor. She's falling to the floor. He's like, "No!" And then at the end, That's you, see, you see them like doing both hands at the same time. <laughs> no, you at the end, though, they're juggling like three and while solving. solving. It. Oh my gosh! Like that's the end of the montage. But that's what's funny. End like, credits. <laughs> Hype entertainment. We got you. It's literally the montage from uh, the South Park movie. Uh, 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 Bigger, better. No, the Amer- uh, the puppet one. Oh, uh, oh my God. Uh, Team America. Team America, right? Yeah. Because the whole montage I did was about acting. The acting montage. It was like yeah. he was getting better to be an actor. And I was like, a montage about acting? <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I, I do not support that. Like. That seems like that that one horror movie that was based on a tire. Oh yeah, that's exactly Rubber. what this is like. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's our news for topics for this week. We'll be right back with Damn Nix's corner review. Uh-huh. Hey everyone, welcome back to Damn Nix's corner review. Damn Tony. <laughs> Dan Tony. Not yes, sitting. yes. We uh, we, well, we have two movies to review. Yes, we do. We, we were gonna do a third, but I'm like, these two were the pinnacle movies that everybody's been talking about recently, and two movies that were highly anticipated, being the benchmark of what VOD and streaming um is going to be, mm. because uh. First one, it will be Wonder Woman 1984. Yep. Which, uh, like, Nick's prediction was that the only movie that came out that was a superhero movie was Sonic. After mm-hmm. that, this this was the only major title, big budget movie to come out streaming, directly to streaming without going to... No, it did go theaters. But, but, but it did go to VOD first. It went to like VOD same, time. same day. And it was doing going through HBO Max because uh, their agreement with Warner Brothers. And this is where we've been. This one, I want to keep it spoiler full. <laughs> Just to uh, let you guys know, it's been two we- almost almost two weeks 
about about in a week and a half. Mm. And uh, if you haven't watched it, you don't want to watch you, it. You know why? Uh, if you have watched it, let us know what you think. And go. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is um, okay, so I know this movie has gotten a lot of negative attention online. But I think, honestly, they, you know what it was? I think the reason that they got negative attention is because it took too long. They should have just released it back in July or whatever, or June. And I think it would have been better received. But with all this anticipation, all this waiting, all this time that has passed by, people just got... Like, you hype up a movie for too much. It's like... but all right, here's, You're just talking too much about the movie to say, like, well, it's nowhere near as good as that's going to be because you... They've been waiting for so long. No, all right. I I could go against that. Okay. The only thing with that is that if it was delayed from it was supposed to come out in June. Uh-huh. If it get that delayed to December due to editing things or reshoots or anything to that nature, then I'm like you hyped the movie too much like almost like they did New Mutants. I'm like you pushed you you and even New you Mutants. hyped it up too much and then that to the point, you know, but New Mutants they were doing a lot of re-edit reshoots. They didn't do it because well, that movie was was postponed way before uh, coronavirus. Yeah, no, but but due to editing, I know. But, the but, thing but is, this one doesn't. So this one, is, I think this one, mm-hmm. if if it would have came out in June, it was going to have the same review as it did now. I don't. Think I so. I think so. I genuinely don't think so. The reason I say, okay, this is my reasoning for it. I think what happens is when you announce a movie closer to the day it's going to be out, you know, people are excited, but it doesn't give them a lot of time to anticipate what they're going to see what they're going to have. You start building expectations on in time. And hi, obviously, they have to keep on showing commercials. They have to keep on showing things, little previews. So you keep on building expectation based on what you don't know. Yeah. Because you don't know. So you start, well, oh, man, maybe you have this or maybe they have that. So a storyline that you start building in your head starts becoming this epic thing. And if it doesn't even match it, then you're going to have a negative review to it. And I think yeah. the same thing with, with New Mutants. I think New Mutants would have came out maybe like two months after the first trailer. Would have been way better received. So three years ago. So yeah, because you know something at that time, mm-hmm. like they weren't expecting too much, and then you watch, uh, uh, like then they let everything else come out, and then it just, it just you build up this this thing where it's like, yo, you don't know what's gonna happen, and you start building a better movie, or you know, you know, like so the when you finally get it, it's like waiting in a restaurant. There's a certain amount of time they give you to wait for food. Yeah. Now I think it's like twenty minutes or something after you order. So, but if they gave you an hour after order, yo, you're gonna be upset. This movie better, this food, this food better be amazing. Yeah, if I have to wait an hour. But and if you wait too little, you know, I don't know. Something about that that wait it helps like it. Rushed. Yeah, feels like eh, well, it was good. You know, like I don't know that t- you have to hit that perfect mark. Mark, yeah, yeah. So this whole waiting just took too long, and anticipation. I think the same thing happened. I didn't remember what the reviews specifically were for Tenant, but I don't know. They weren't like amazing. And that's this is that's Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan p- produces amazing movies. Yeah, and I think I mean I know people. I didn't get to watch it. I heard it was maybe because it's a little complicated. But yeah, I heard like people were like you have to watch it like three times to fully grasp the concept of the movie. But think about this. This one you didn't. This one. No, no, no. I get that too. But it, but people spoke about that negatively. People spoke about like the movie like not necessarily in the most positive light. And I think it's because of all the waiting, all the anticipation, and all that stuff. But I tell you right now though. This movie had a success that nobody might be thinking about right now. Which one? Because think about this. So, Tenant might have been good to some critics, might not, whatever. Might have been negatively received. But guess what? People are upset. 
more upset because they had to pay for it. Yeah. You know, they had to pay 20 whatever dollars for to bring their families and friends whatever to go watch a movie. With it with this one, they pay what? Like they pay like 14 bucks for like a bunch of people to watch it once like but they have all these other movies. Yeah. So it's almost like the very first thing people did even if they had a negative review would be like ah, at least we watched it at home, at least we watched it on a service we probably already had or yeah. you know stuff like that rather than having go to the theater take the risk take the risk that you're going to take and then pay for the tickets and popcorn that you're going to pay for then watch it. Yeah. So it's almost like eh at least I didn't have to do this. Yeah. Even for the negative views. Okay, so this is all the preemptive stuff. Yeah. Okay, so let's pretty go much. To the movie. Yeah. <laughs> let's go into the action movie. So right. Tony wants to spoil it full. Yes. All right. So in this movie, um, obviously Wonder Woman is in 1984. And in this movie, she's still kind of like the mystery woman that's going around saving people. Um, nobody knows who she really was. You know, she disables cameras and stuff like that every time she gets. Um, and then, you know, something happens where this specific person, uh, Max, what is it? Max Lord or whatever. Yeah. Max Lord. Yeah. Gets a stone and grants wishes and turns himself into the stone um, in order to grant other people's wishes. But I guess what happens is the stone has a give and take policy. Yeah. So the reason he turned himself into the stone is so that he could control the take policy of it. So I guess every time you wish for something, it takes something back. So now that he became the stone, he's able to control what the back part is. Yeah. Um, and that sounds like a great premise, but there's a lot of holes with that story. So ultimately what happens is, um, I guess before that she makes the wish of getting, um, to be like Diana. Well, no, 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 Christian Wiggs wish was to be like Diana, not knowing that she was Wonder Woman. So she starts gaining all her abilities. Right. Yeah. So, and then the other part was, uh, that's Diana herself wished for this guy come back. Um, Trevor, Chris, Chris Pine's character. Chris Pine's character, yeah. So many... I, I enjoyed the movie. It was okay. Um, but the movie did have a lot of weird little plot holes. Like, I thought it was weird. Like, yeah. for example... Um, so, again, I'm saying this because I believe everybody who's listening to this watched this already. So, first off, uh, Chris Pine's character comes back in another body, in another person's body. Yeah. Two things about that that really get me. One... No one seems to give a sh- stuff. Like, nobody cares about the guy's body that he took. Like, it was just yeah. cool. Like, all these different things that they, you know, obviously she did. Like, she never even considered who this guy was or whatever. And all this, I just, it bothered me because I'm like, even those, there's even part with the whole that they have sex. And I'm just like, that's kind of messed up if you think about it. Like, you know, if it was, if it was gender reversed. And it was let's say Superman or Batman that did it, and then that the other person came back with another girl. You would think like, yo, that's kind of that's kind of messed up. Yeah, but it's just funny because whatever. So my, my thing with that talking about the yeah, the, the, sweet, the the body body snatching yeah moment was that uh, Chris Pine's character yeah. um, he does a lot of like fights and he's like like shooting jumping everything and I'm like what happened if the guy has like arthritis or diabetes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They just have no consideration of who he was. Like, he, like, out of everything, the stone's going to know. Let me pick this perfect specimen of a human being that is able to do everything that he can without, like, no medical conditions. Now, granted, her wish was more... What happened if it was Jack Black's character that he took? <laughs> no, but, okay, here's another thing. Her, wi- her, wi- like his, uh, her wish was a little different than anybody else's, but why did it come with that caveat? 
that it had to be a random person's body. Like, like they never touched on it, never explained it. Why couldn't they just bring him back, period? Yeah. Like, it just felt weirdly out of place. It just, like, there was nothing in the story that needed to happen for that to be a thing. Where it's yeah. like, you know, they didn't say that he needed a physical body. That's why he couldn't come back that way. Or that, you know, that person had some kind of ability or clout or money or something that might help the story. Or genetically connected to him. Something. What happened to, if that was like his son? Like his great, great, grandson? That's even worse. A little bit kind of thing. But that's even, actually, that's, that. then who's, who's the mother? Like, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, me, because you don't know if he had like one that he left behind. You imagine he was married and never told her. No, or like he had like a girlfriend that he should like. She ended up being pregnant, and then he went off to work, and then met Diana. So okay, but here's the thing: we went deep into this. No, this character. This is weird that that was a thing, like a flaw. Like, why would you? Nobody else had that. Nobody else had a give and take like that. Where it's like, you know, like if somebody wished for a million dollars or something, they just got a million dollars, or it came from somewhere. Yes, but I don't know. It just felt weird that. Her like it had to be transferred through a person. Yeah, like I don't know. I I just found that a little bizarre. Or maybe it would have been in, more interesting. Like he was there, but only she could see him. Yeah, like I don't know. I would have preferred something like that. I don't know. Just I just found the oh, whole thing. You have a ghost moment. Have to kind of thing. Like if he came back as a ghost or something. But I find it. I did find it bizarre. Like oh maybe she came as a ghost and then he was able to inhabit somebody's body. I don't know. I just thought right now the storyline that they had was more bizarre for me. Just like yeah. why why did you take the body? Another thing too is the give and take thing where it's like the whole movie he kept on going to influential people. Yeah. Oh no, people of power. Yeah, people of power because he wanted to take what they had, whatever, right? Yeah. But in my head I'm like he grants wishes. He and he and, and there was parts of the movie he kept on doing this. He could have gone to any random Joe or Schmo and be like, "Give me the president, like you know, wish for me to have the president's power." That's it. Yeah. But why do you have to actually go meet the president to take? His, I guess it was, I find that little kind of a plot hole for me. It's like, you know, I, I see. Just, what I, all right, I understand what you're saying. But like I, if you say if they established early in the movie that. Because he is now the stone, he is not able to grant himself any wishes. Like, or, or people grant people him. cannot grant him any wishes. I get that. Let's see, he tried it. Like, oh, it doesn't work. I get that. But what killed me was they didn't really establish that. Yeah, you assume that he had to he had to go to people to power to take whatever they had that he wanted. Exactly. As, but then he then they use that. I want you to see the president. Yes, I wish you like at that. But point that's the thing. The they kept that. Even his son was the one who wished for him to be have great or whatever. Yeah. So that's something, and it just seemed like they granted it. I don't know what happened. It seemed like they granted it, but it just felt like there was such plot holes in that whole idea, which is like, it's a great idea, but you didn't really establish the rules enough to justify what happened in the movie. Yeah, what restrictions do you have as a stone? Yeah, to, to do it in that manner. Yeah. Um, what was it? I just... There's was, an, uh, another one that annoyed the hell out of me, which and looking, thinking back about it, was with Christian Wiggs' character. This is a moment in the movie mm-hmm. that they're fighting in the White House, where... Mm-hmm. Where Christian Wake comes out full fledged, and she's fighting Diana, and she's putting up a great fight against her. Like Diana's struggling, mm-hmm. and the worst thing about that is that if Christian Wake's character, Christian Wake's character has the ability or power, strength of Diana, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have that fight IQ. You get I me? Mean? So it's like, it, it, like it's, a weakness she can exploit. Yeah. So I'm like, you're telling me that somebody that's been training since they were. 10 years old, 9 years old, because the movie starts off that she's like 8 years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you tell me she's been training, fighting, going through war, fighting everybody. She's going to struggle with somebody that doesn't know anything about fighting but just punching. 
and throwing a couple kicks. You know, somebody brought this up, and I thought this was a good point too. They didn't mention that is that yeah, there were parts where Diana was weaker, right? Yeah. But what bothered me, like they did the same thing with Superman. There was a part where he was where he lost, he was losing his power. But I liked about it is they made him human, like he had to deal with being a human. And and I felt like they never got to that point. Like she always had the strength enough to kick things, people across the room, stuff like that. Like yeah, there was times where it was a little weaker, but they they never fully took away her power. Yeah, but here's my thing: the difference between that mm. Diana and Superman is that Superman wasn't technically trained as a fighter. He just knows that. Oh fight no, no, no! Impact. I get that part. But I get that Diana part. is that she's she is trained mm-hmm. to go into hand to hand combat. So even if because at this point she's weaker because of the stone and the mm-hmm. wishes, it's weakening her. That with her fighting IQ, she could bop Christian Wiig's character easy, mm-hmm. realistically. But they know they were like they dumped it down so much to to overpower that she has to have this moment later. Of, like if she was to use like some kind of like weapon, because Christian Wiig's character is trash. Like her fighting ability is trash. Should be trash. You mean should be no? It is trash. Her fighting uh, her. Fighting IQ is trash. Her ability is there. But I literally think that if they would have made a realistic... I literally think that if they would have made a realistic approach to how they would fight, mm-hmm. Diana would have bopped her. Hardcore. Just wiped the floor. Okay, so here's one thing that confused me. Like I said, I think I missed it. Why did she wear the suit? Who? Uh, Wonder Woman. Why did she put the on the suit at the end? I, I don't know. I think she just felt empowered to. So... When I saw the trailer, what I thought was going to happen was that she was losing her ability because of this guy. She was so she did not want to let him go so badly that she went into her final battle without her strength. But she used the suit to compensate for not having strength. And she was like you said, she was going to defeat her or show defeat. Yeah. Based on her skill set. And the suit was going to provide the missing ability, kind of like Superman v, uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. And then it was going to be not sufficient. Like She tears it apart to the point where. This guy says, no, you have to let me go type thing where it's like that would have been a more dramatic ending to it versus she already had all the strength. She already had all the abilities. She even gained a new one for some reason. Yeah. Um, but then she just donned the suit for the, no reason. The, 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 the putting the plane invisible. Hmm? No, not that. <laughs> that's uh, another ability. <laughs> no, but that's that's at least them trying to pay homage to the whole. Invisible yeah, plane just fan thing. service. At but that point. the flying thing. Yeah. She, she she didn't fly. She uh. What is it? She she fell with grace. But the thing is, somebody <laughs> pointed out, she's like, this movie is in the middle of her whole situation. So why didn't she fly in any of the other movies? Like, she like just, after that. I guess she just learned that ability. Within... But she learned that ability in 1984. The other movies are in modern time. Yeah, she didn't use it. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, just as <laughs> and she did, she's, like, or... she's like, because you know what? She, they weren't worth the flight. Oh, gosh. They weren't worth she it. She actually flew on a plane, though, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> So okay, so that's what that was my whole thing. It was like, I didn't like I thought that she was gonna don the suit as a way to compensate for the strength, so she can fight that person. Because maybe you're right, she did have the skill set, but not the strength. So yeah. the suit was gonna compensate the difference, so she could beat her. But no, that wasn't what happened. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, I would, I think that would have been more for a more compelling story. But no, that's not what happened. Yeah. All right. So, mm-hmm. so here are my quick points, so we could get into the next movie. Yeah. Uh. Movie lacked paste. Um, there were so many spots, moments of questioning and what kind of direction. There was no real direction. This, it felt like two movies. That This one movie could have been done two, two different ways and it mm-hmm. kind of would have worked. I guess 
Pedro Pascal did a great thing, great job. Uh, yeah, it was weird because it was like he did such a good job, especially the part last part with his son. I was like, wow, this is kind of good work. Why are you like kind of putting it into this movie? Yeah, Chris, uh, Kristen Wiig's character did great. Also, I think she channeled like people say she channeled the. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman in one scene. Literally, literally, yeah. She literally just had this weird obsession with Panthers. Like, and it wasn't, I don't think it was really established at the beginning. Like, she had some kind of, like, obsession with it. It would have been cool if she did. Yeah. Also, another part where I just wanted to pick apart is the whole idea was that he could only give one wish to everybody, right? Yeah. Right? So, in fact, he tried to give somebody else a second wish and they couldn't win the work. Like, oh, wait, I give you one already, right? So... How did Kristen Wiig turn into a uh, an animal? Because somebody goes, oh, because he said he was generous. I'm like, yeah, but he just said that he couldn't give people more than two wishes, and she already got hers. So I guess he was he's able to allow, but I think there's. But that's what I'm saying. I, is like he just established another scene that he couldn't. Yeah. So it was kind of productive to the whole situation. Where it's yeah. like, wait, if you can't give somebody two wishes, maybe because he's a new stone. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. I'm like, he's the new stone because to then technically. He's that's her first wish with that stone, with him as a stone, and the other one was with the actual stone. Um, I don't but know. I yeah. guess he could try as a loophole, but it just seems like a a very open like oh, yeah. Gap. This just ruined the whole DCE. Set, another setback for DECU universe movies. It's just again the whole the biggest issue again that DC has is the f- reason I think uh, Wonder Woman number one did so well is because it was simple. And it always does well when it's just simple. Just make a simple story about one person, one specific thing, and keep it that way. But when you start making it this weird, convoluted, complicated thing and then adding all these little elements to it, it just starts getting like, okay, I don't... Like, the way I I would have loved to see it was they didn't even bring in... Um, Pedro. Uh, was it? Pedro Pascal. No, 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 no. He's, he's the main villain. That's fine. Make him the main villain. What actually would have been cool is if... Because the whole thing was that he was losing health because of the yeah. stone right it would have been cooler if he was turning into stone yeah so that would have been at least he would have had an interesting maybe an ending fight scene where maybe she can't fight him because you know he would hit her with stone and it would knock her like a thousand feet whatever yeah it would be an interesting fight do not introduce uh, christian wick's character as uh, um cheetah Either. but more use this movie as a way to establish their friendship yeah, like use the movie as a way to establish how and that close would and that friend. would anchor the third one exactly. And then at the end of the movie, maybe she finds a stone, like maybe he wishes it away, and then he actually she actually finds it and realizes that. Or maybe her last wish to that guy was that she gets that power, and then that's her transition on the. Like the yeah, third you one. just leave it at the whole scene where she's kind of like looking over the sunset, like yeah. you don't know what happened to her, but at least that's what I'm saying. Just make it so that she is her friend, establish that, and then set that up for another movie. But again, the uh, the the problem with adding too many villains in one movie. Yeah, that's another fault. Um, yeah, I definitely I, the movie again. I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting story. I thought uh, they could have done way better. Pacing was a little issue. I thought that like some of the details were just. It just felt like they were just making these weird decisions with characters and development that just felt like okay. I don't understand what was that mindset. Like they just did it. Yeah. So in a sense, rushed but not rushed. Now we get to the best part. The Nickies. Two and a half. Oh, right there. Damn, you. Two and a half Nickies. Beat me to it. Promise, details, wish it was better. Wasn't. Actors are good. But yeah, could have been so much better. Just give it a little bit more time to actually develop a story rather than CGI. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now to the next movie. 
which is Soul on Disney Plus. You kind of you kind of knew from the get go that watching Pixar was gonna just make you cry. Yeah. So that was a guarantee. So this is a spoiler free. Yeah. Part portion of uh, our review for this one. So for those of you guys that hung up on us, like <laughs> you have skipped to the best part. Yes. So <laughs> Soul, it's um, you want to give it. Go with it. So Soul um, is actually different than what I don't know. I felt like it was different than what I was anticipating. But yeah. the main story is um, there is a character that you follow. I forgot his specific name. Um, but he is a jazz player who uh, doubles as a children's uh, musical teacher. Right. Um, he's always been waiting for this big break. And I guess if he gets it. But at the same time he gets his big break, he passes away. And... Um, you see his essentially what his soul is, which is you know who he was, and I guess the whole movie is him trying to get back to Earth to get to this opportunity that he's to get back to, to his life where he used to. He well, had be, it. not just his life, like it, it, to this moment. He didn't really seem like he cared about anything else. Like he didn't care about his family. Like he just wanted to get back to this moment because he's been waiting his whole life for this one moment, and now he got it and he needed to get back to it. That was his main thing. This thing yeah. to get back to. And I thought that was so interesting. Just like, because I mean, most people fight for their life. He wasn't fighting for life. He was fighting to get back on time. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. But continuing, um, yeah, this, this is, is this, this is, is amazing. It was it was Pixar, man. This is I don't they know, know how they, they do it. They know how to they you what one thing with Pixar is, and I think I saw it during a uh, documentary of Inside Out. Yeah, um, because they the the director got actual several child psychologists or adolescent psychologists to, yeah. to know what the mindset of a child is and everything. And I think when, and that's a depth that Pixar does to, to research on everything they do. And th- I think they did this when people are so um, hung up or on obsessed with their passion or for the seeking this moment of acknowledgement, they, they felt that they made it. And what the extents or the extreme stents that they would take to get there. Do you realize how much of an impact this movie has considering what's going on in the world right now? Because it's not just the fact that the movie had a great message and the movie was good. It was just like the fact that the movie touched on like this idea that, you know, we fight so hard to get these things that we want to do, you know, make meaning in our life by by these opportunities. And then something happens to stop it. And that's literally the entire planet yeah. right now where you might have been working, you know, hard to to be whatever, to start your business, to run your business, to be a, a, an athlete of some sort, to be an artist of some sort. And all of a sudden now you can't train or you can't you can't paint or you don't have gallery showings or stuff like that. And the whole world just stopped. Yeah. And to feel like you just feel like you lost everything, like you almost like, you know, you're failing because yeah. of it. And this movie kind of addressed it. I think there was like. It was the one message we needed. Yeah, to to how to how to view life in a different perspective, or reevaluate or revisit a, a way that we used to see it. Yeah, and 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 appreciating what it, what the moments are that we have, or the moments that lead to the other moments, or the moments in the and past. You know, what I found interesting was the controversy—not controversy, but a lot of uh, I guess the commentary that I've been hearing is that. A lot of parents or something to feel like this is this message is way too much for their too kids. Heavy. To, but I don't think so. Like I I remember watching the whole documentary thing on um uh what's the guy uh, uh won't you be my neighbor? Um 
Mr. Rogers? Mr. Rogers, where he felt that you didn't need to hold kids' hands, just talk to them like you would anybody else. Yeah. And just give you know, give them the credibility that they'll understand to a certain degree. Yeah. And I think this that's what this movie it's, does. It all depends on the approach. I do Cause, think because so. Mr. Ro- when Mr. Rogers did it, he he did talk about like divorce, death in the like death of a family member or like, a loved one, but he did it in such a way that it didn't mean seem so overbearing or so saddened, but just enough to get a message across to be like it's okay to feel this way, it's okay that this happens, it happens in life, and uh, you how you how you internalize it, how you express it in different forms. People would do it through anger, people through it mm-hmm. through music, through writing, through song, through just walking, through reading. And what what soul does is that if it goes to that point is like how do you evaluate life and how do you visit it and how do you pers- how, how do you, you pers- how do you perceive your life? How you perceive your life and how do you move forward from it when you and when everything stops, like you said. How like how everything stops, how do you perceive the world at that moment? And you know what's funny? It's just I loved it so much. Like it, it hit me so many times. There was so many little messages that they would show, and I'm like, man, that's how I feel. Like, yeah. man, that's how I thought. That's how I've perceived it. I was, that's you know how I felt about myself and my life. And it was just, and it's crazy because let's say let's say the the argument is somewhat true, that maybe the message is too complicated for kids, but they said it in a way that it's almost like setting a, a match into a kindling of a fire of a, of a child, child's mind. Where it's like maybe they don't un- completely understand it, but this will make them question it. Yeah. Once they start questioning it, as they get older, that question becomes more profound, more interesting, and more developed. And this movie already addressed it, so they'll remember or they'll watch it again or whatever, and they'll be able to understand it on a different level. Because how many movies have we watched as children, and then we watch the same movie as adults, and you're like, I get a completely different message, and you're like, wow, like, and, and sometimes you feel like maybe you got the message, but you didn't realize that's what you were getting, yeah. and I think that's what this movie's gonna do, and I, I think it was so appreciated, and I love like uh, all the little di- Pixar does this thing where they very like they don't just make a movie, they make sure that movie is is well researched, well developed, well characterized, like yeah. when they did uh, uh, Coco, that was like. They went into that culture. culture. Like, because that's the problem is a lot of times the way we see other cultures in movies and stuff like that is kind of like, kind of like a mainstream version of those characters. Kind of, you know, so it's not accurate. It's not necessarily accurate. It's just kind of like, this is the mainstream version of how we're going to show, you know, this race or that race. And I think this one. It's like, they do it with a very um, broad broad stroke. Exactly. Where it's not detailed or it's not something that. It it doesn't doesn't just uh, distinct that culture or that mindset at that time with those people. Like, mind you, I'm not, uh, I'm I'm Hispanic, but I am not of uh, Coco's culture, which is uh, Mexican, Mexican, because I don't really, my family doesn't really celebrate the Day of the Dead like that. Yeah. Um, But. That that family orientation, that those details of how they show the Hispanic culture is yeah. The, the grandmother was a hierarchy like ours was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We 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 can all relate. We can see that movie. I'm like, it, wow, that's how I felt. That's how we were. That's how this was. And I felt like this. They do a great representation of, of yeah. each culture, each race, and just show how the dynamics are. Yeah. But here's another thing, and this is going off a of soul because it affected us, but more broader on mm. Pixar. Yeah, and I know you could contest to this. Yeah. And we'll go into Coco. Yeah. That it was such a great movie, Coco, yeah. with Soul, that it does um, it does make you reevaluate how you perceive life and how you approach it. 
that actually we could, I, I don't know if you wouldn't mind telling me that are telling you that my aunt, your mom mm-hmm. adapted this thing that was in Coco that they, she put not like a shrine, but just a, all the pictures of, of our loved ones passed away just to visualize that they're not, even though they're not here with us, they're still with us. Yeah. And she got that from Coco. Yeah. And that's, and I don't know how many times she's watched it, but for someone that just watched it once, but it was enough for, for her to, to make sense, to make, to, 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 to have like, like that kindle that fire of like, wow, what they did in that culture is so memorable. It's so, um, it hit her somewhere that you never thought it would have. I would have never thought that that would have affected her that much. The same way with like, so did with me or like inside out and up like, and props to Pixar, but yeah. So like with so, it didn't make me reevaluate like how how I uh, perceive smaller moments, and and with also with the research of culture, there's a scene in the in the movie that uh, Joe's character, which is the main character, goes into a barbershop. Joe, Joe Gardner goes into a barbershop, and the atmosphere and the the uh, brotherhood and the um how how conversation flows in a barbershop is the same way in any barbershop in that culture in and in the Hispanic culture too in any culture yeah yeah you went that, to a barbershop that's you know it's like a manscape is like where like where people discuss people talk people life everything in between politics I swear culture. the character of the barber I mean he was a, just a small character if you think about it but. I had a profound moment too. I felt like I knew him. I felt like I've met him. I felt like that's a person in life, in my life. And it was just so weird to see that in, in a movie where it's like, I don't, I can't look at that and be like, oh, that's this guy. But it's like, I'm watching this. I'm like, wait, I, I, it's almost like this, this phantom idea of a person that exists. That you know. Yeah. Because it was so well kind of constructed, so well done. And I I love that part. I, I even even uh, the character Joe, I literally feel like I know that character. I feel like I there's a person in my life who exists, who is that guy, and I'm just like, but who is it? Yeah. But because I I can see it, I can feel it, I can I can sense it. But you know that's how good characters are created. That's how you can make a cartoon that people relate to because you really make it based on real details of life. But at the same time, you make it where kids can absorb it. Yeah. That, and that's what they say. That's that's when you have that ultimate magic in a movie that that the a younger audience would enjoy it yeah. and and take something from it. But also the adults will be like there is adult material, heavy handed material that that practically a child won't get at that time because they don't have the I, life. I ex- think they, they don't ha- they don't have the like you no know, this moments like they don't have the life experience to yeah. understand. Of what the feeling is about life or certain things and moments, they'll have a grasp of it. They have a, a, a somewhat of an understanding, but like there was moments in the movie that I'm like, damn, like I was there at that time. I was there in that moment and feeling that way or these other things. And you know what I feel like? Okay, so this is my because the thing is, I I remember reading about Shrek that said that what Shrek used to do was make a movie for kids, but then make sure that some of the jokes kids won't understand. But yeah. adults worth laugh at, right? Yeah. With adult content jokes that were hidden in the movie. That I like about this movie is, especially Pixar movies, is that none of the jokes are specific to anybody. No. None of the none of the humor, none of the messages are specifically to like, well, it's just for kids or it's for adults. It's for both. 
And you're right, maybe it might be perceived differently, but the way I'm thinking about it sometimes is, so the idea was when I was talking to somebody the other day about this was, when I go to when I go to McDonald's and I ask for let's say barbecue sauce, right? Yeah. I don't just ask. I don't just verbally ask for barbecue sauce. At the same time that I'm verbally asking for it, I'm gesturing with my hands the number two. I want two packs of barbecue sauce. And I feel like this, maybe this movie has that with kids where it's like maybe what we're listening to might be something that they can't grasp. But maybe the visualizations that they made in there yeah. were sending the same exact message, but we couldn't catch it because yeah. we were kids. But they were understanding it. So ultimately, they might not get the complexity of the message that we understood, but they still might, they might still might be getting the same message. The same message, yeah. Yeah, they're getting the same message. I, I don't doubt that. I think that... It I, just might be said... Li- life be life experience will make you think deeper into what it is. Of course. And then and that, that they lack of. But I think they're all getting the same message is that it depends on your life experience and how that message is approached to you, yeah. either through visual, mm-hmm. through sound, or even through, you know, well, visual, I would say, like, even when they're not talking, but just the, the visual aspect of, yeah. like, emotions or non-verbal cues that they mm-hmm. would happen throughout the movie or even verbal cues. So, but, yeah, it was an amazing movie. It was. Jamie Foxx did great. Tina Fey did great as 22. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I I don't I we could go on about there's something I want to there was some yeah there was most of the things I wanted to mention mm-hmm. that it was great but let's get on to the Nickies. Oh um, I want to give it four. I give it four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, I give it four and a half. I give it four because as much as I relate to it, as much as I like it hit me, I don't know something about it. It the one that resonated so far the most, the one that really kind of broke this thing down i feel like so much more it was um in and out yeah so in and out is is uh like the the highest level for me like i resonated more with this movie but the way that the story was told and explained for everybody adults and children for in and out the way emotions are like mixed and things like that i i felt in and out was a crazy crazier bigger kind of thing to teach children and, and adults. So that's why I give in and out in and out's my highest level, but definitely this is there. So I give yeah. it a four. Alright. I give it a four and a half. I I I think this falls in and out falls second to this right now for you me. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I th- I, I I loved In and Out, but I think there were these smaller moments in this movie uh-huh. that um, I was like, I was just there, or I wanted to be at that. I, re- I I wanted to achieve that smaller moment in this. Like, there's a scene in the movie, yeah, but yeah. it was like I wanted to. I wanted to. I was just talking to myself internally, probably like a few days ago. That I'm like, how can I reach to this small moment, or how can I not achieve it? But I remember was there, and I was like, damn, like it just hit me. And it was that's why they gave it four and a half. I got you. Yeah, but so we have two two and a half for Wonder Woman and a four point two five for Soul. Yeah, uh, both are still streaming. Wonder Woman is al- almost to the end of the month, and then I thought all, it was the whole thing. No, it's only it's only for thirty days. Oh, on, okay. I didn't know on, that. on on um, HBO Max, and okay. then you can watch Soul whenever you want on Disney Plus. <laughs> 
So lastly, mm. uh, we do have an event coming up. It's, oh, we do. It's a virtual, virtual event. Of course. Is our boy from Ongaku Overdrive. Okay. Uh, uh, Kent Ward. He's having a Sega City album release party with Creative Mindframe and Kay Murdoch. It's on his uh, Twitch stream on Over, uh, Ongaku Overdrive. We'll put a post up. And share it on our page so you guys can follow it. Some great acts. So he always puts up, he always gets the good acts to come out and show support and, and push that nerdcore music out, which we love. But that's the only thing that's happening now because everything's still in semi shutdown. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to Nerds in the City episode. And as always, you can find us on, tw- on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook at Nerds in the City. You can always email us at Nerds in the City Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, requests, suggestions, things we could do to increase your listening pleasure. And as always, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. See you everyone next week. Peace. <laughs>